Welcome to the Wannabe Hunting Podcast. This is your host, Amos Medford. I'm just a wannabe hunter, but I enjoy getting out there. And if you're anything like me, you may be at work today, but you are wanting to be hunting. So hope you guys can enjoy a new episode today. We're glad to be joined by DJ Jones, and I uh, appreciate him taking some time. And he tells a pretty cool story about a mule deer hunt that he won. And uh, it's, uh, it's pretty interesting how it all goes down. So you'll enjoy this one. And uh, certainly appreciate everyone following along. Thank you so much. Hope y'all are having a successful season so far. Hope you're enjoying some time out in the woods. Uh, hopefully you've got some, uh, some harvest or at least some encounters so far. I am uh, looking forward to uh, heading to the woods when I get off work today. So we're excited about it. Hope you guys enjoy this episode with DJ. Thanks for listening. kind of tell the story of getting into hunting for you kind of how it how it went down well uh like most kids in the south uh hunt for me is it's a family tradition it's um something that's been instilled in me since you know like i was a little child Uh, i was just laughing at some of my friends the other day because they were pulling out baby pictures and uh i sent them a picture of me being on the back of my uh my dad's chevy silverado 1500 Mm. dog box with a big walker that was like it was bigger than me while I'm in diapers and it was just it's just been like that for me for as long as I can remember you know everybody in my family hunts hunts something or they like to you know go fishing and catch something whether it be fresh water or salt water and got family members who hunt uh, big game and some who like small game and some who love to trap and that's how it's been for me um, it's just as long as I can remember and they get pretty fired up and pretty competitive about it too. They take bets on who can catch the biggest fish when they go fishing, who can catch the biggest, you know, blah 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 blah, all that normal family rivalry <laughs> stuff that happens. And yeah, you know, um, I'm just extremely blessed to have grown up in a family that you know that made hunting and fishing, you know, a family tradition that's been passed down from generation to generation. And I, I hope I can pass it on to my son and my daughter. My oldest is five, my son Colton, and my daughter Mila is two. Okay. So. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, I've got a two-year-old and about six months, so. Oh, that's wow. A, yeah, you got both fun. the extremes. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I but, remember those uh, days. Yeah, yeah, it's fun times, but uh, that's awesome. Um, uh, when you were growing up like that, did y'all have like a – a lease or something like that or public land here in florida or did y'all venture up to south georgia or what was kind of the normal well it's funny you bring that up but um we have private property that we own up in callahan um mm-hmm. it's about 110 120 acres it's mostly a swamp that connects to a few different pieces of hardwoods you know surrounding it and then uh we had a hunting club in Callahan, Florida for a long time. And as I got older, you know, people kind of quit it. People kind of really quit hunting that hunting club. And then we started hunting up in uh, Southeast Georgia next to Van's at hunting club, uh, up in Camden County, Georgia. And that's where I spent a lot of my later teenage years hunting up in Southeast Georgia, at the hunt club. And then if we weren't there, we were out on our property up in Callahan, Florida, you know, for all phases of the season. Okay, I got you. Yeah, yep. that's cool. Yeah, I haven't uh, I actually haven't hunted Georgia yet, but uh, might have an opportunity here in the next couple of years. 
uh, you know, get up the road and uh, see what they've got going on there. So, yeah, it's a blast, about. man. If you can do it, if you have an opportunity, I, I would definitely say go for it. I'm the type of person. I always feel like the more places you hunt, the more opportunities that you're creating for yourself. And that's just some people may feel like, you know, I'm just a one, you know, they may prefer to hunt just one state. In my opinion, I just feel like, you know, the more places you have to hunt, the more states you hunt, the more opportunities like you should be creating for yourself there. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, we'll touch on it later, but I know you got to do a little uh, out of state or out of state hunt already this year. So, yeah, it was fun. It was a blast. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um, we'll get to that story in a minute. Other than that story, that's obviously fresh. Um, you know, is there like a favorite hunting story or memory, uh, whether it's like favorite buck, biggest buck, or just not even deer hunting, you know, something like that, but a favorite hunting story or memory that you have? I'm sure there's a lot. <laughs> I'd probably have to say uh, my first buck I ever got here in Minnesota back in 2016 um, mm-hmm. he was one of the first bucks that I called, you know, that I, what, what I like to call, and I, I don't really talk about it out in public, but to my family, to my friends, I like to call it a triple T and it's a, it's a, it's a very, very, very easy process in some cases, in some cases it's extremely hard. Mm-hmm. And the first step is getting a trail camera picture of that buck, then getting that buck on your tailgate for the second T. And then getting them off to the taxidermist for the third T. So that's what I like to call the triple T. He was my first <laughs> triple T <laughs> in Minnesota. I like um, it. It was also my first property I had ever had, you know, gotten leased here in Minnesota too. So it's my first lease and he's my first buck in Minnesota. And I'll never forget because I just took a job at AT&T. I told the lady and my son Colton at that, at that point was like almost uh three months old they were they were going out to their parents i was like you know it's 55 degrees here it's november 1st and it's just unreasonably like warm for that time of the year here in minnesota so it's 55 degrees it had been like that for the past three four days in a row i had picked up that lease the last week in september went out there hung some trail cameras and i had gotten a picture of that buck but i couldn't really see um, cause, cause a lot of those people are, for some of you guys who follow me on Instagram, if you scroll back, you'll see the pictures that I buck and he has a very unique rack, mm-hmm. but one of the pictures I got of him was his clean left side. I didn't realize, no, it was his clean right side. I didn't realize how messed up his left side was mm-hmm. because of the way he walked by on the trail camera. So anywho, going, going back to November 1st. The lady and my son went back out to go see the, you know, see the grandma and grandpa and uh, aunties and uncles. And I decided to grab my stuff. I threw on a reversible real tree camel jacket. I had on some black sweatpants and I had on some some dingy work boots because I was just going to go, you know, check check a trail camera. I wasn't planning on hunting. Mm-hmm. I get down the highway, you know, I passed the casino because at that point, you know, I lived up in Cloquet. So I passed the casino and my lease was in Barnum, Minnesota. So mm-hmm. I passed the casino. And the lady calls me, tells me, uh, why'd you leave your bow? I think you need to just come back and get it. So now, you know, I made an illegal U-turn, <laughs> <laughs> turned around, went back, grabbed the bow, got out to the lease. And I found the spot that I had picked out. Cause I think at that point I was using hunt stand. I had gotten out, 
grandma bow, grandma saw, and I went in there, hung a set, and was trimming some lanes. And I trimmed one particular branch, and it fell. And when it fell, I had about five or six does that were about 70, 80 yards, you know, northeast of where I was at, just get up. And then they all started trotting away one by one. I could just remember, like, seeing all the tails. You know, it was opening weekend, you know, a rifle was within a couple of days. And the last thing I wanted to do is be kicking out, you know, my does who are going to be my money makers over the weekend. So I'm like, I don't want to disturb them at all. It's like, I'd rather kick up a young buck rather than five good, you know, mature does that are probably, you know, going to soon be in heat and lure in a buck for me to kill. Right. So I got down from there. after I got done doing that. Just, I was pissed off myself for disturbing those does. I went and then I sat down into my ground, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do a little observation set. And I had my GoPro with me, and I had my uh, Sony Handycam with me, too. So I was sitting there for, like, five minutes, maybe ten minutes. I'm like, man, I'm not going to see anything here. Like, I just disturbed everything behind me that may have possibly came out. So then I decided to go work my way back over to a different spot. And this field was basically, it was 60 acres. It was, 20 of it was uh, was hayfield. And then 40 of it was hardwoods. Mm-hmm. And the field resembled or uh, it resembled a boomerang, mm-hmm. basically. So I went around to one of the little dips and sat right in front of the spot where I had gotten that trail camera picture that buck. Right. So I do a little intro with my GoPro because this is when I really started, you know, self-filming. I had a GoPro hero. So I did a little intro and I took my GoPro off and I put it down. And while I'm doing this, one of the farmers, you know, they own like 320 plus acres on the other side of the street. Mm-hmm. Crunk up a tractor and started driving around like, you know, moving stuff around this tractor. So I'm looking at that for a little while and meanwhile, I'm sitting and brush is about, you know, four and a half to five foot high. So, like, you can literally only barely see literally the top of my head as I'm sitting on this field edge. Mm-hmm. I got a main trail on my right that's about 18, 19 yards away where a lot of those deer are falling out into that section of the field. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting here. My bow is in my lap. My GoPro is on the ground. I got my Sony Handycam right in front of me on the tripod all of a sudden like I hear running and I hear hooves mm-hmm. and I'm looking to my right because I thought well maybe something's getting chased from my right and I'm looking and I'm looking and I don't see anything but I like I kept hearing hooves and then I turned my head to the left and then I could see my buck like going full like he's full out sprinting because mm-hmm. I reckon they had jumped him up because he was bedded up by the fence by the highway and they jumped him up and he came across the ditch and off and into the field and he s- slowly stops running and he starts coming down it's like you know he's he's trotting and then he's he's kind of like he's like you know just galloping again you know kind of like a you know i don't know what that was kind of run but i'm getting the heck out of dodge kind of thing mm-hmm. and then he starts walking and he got within 20 yards and he went from 20 to 15 to like seven 
And then he decided to cut, you know, to my left and go into the woods. So I was so scared to move and I was just in such shock that I was just like staring at him. That's all I could do was just stare at him because I'm like, it's just really happening right now. Like, like it's just really happening kind of thing. So right. this buck gets, gets completely into the brush and his vitals are completely covered. I reach down, grab my bow and I flip it back up. Like I had it like laying flat in my lap and I just grabbed it and I got it up vertically so that way I could try to draw and shoot. Right. This buck sees me do that. He comes out of the brush, loops out in front of me, and then and I drew back. And when I drew back, he did one of those things where like you're watching him get ready to kind of like, you know, run across the highway, but they get scared because they see the cars coming. They kind of like stop and brace themselves. Right. He did one of those moves. And I put it in both of those lungs, and he ran about 80 yards, and he piled up, and I double-lunged him. He was the first buck I'd ever gotten with a bow in Minnesota. And I remember sharing that on Instagram, and then I had guys from, like, um, Cus Strickland had commented on it, Matt Drury, Rick nice. Stewart, um, Brandon Jennings, and the guys from Heartland Bowhunter had commented on it too. And they, you know, were like talking about like how great my shot placement and stuff like that was. And then that video ended up going for like over 10,000 views. And it was one of those things that had let me know that yeah. I need to start like, you know, taking filming a little bit more seriously and, you know, having stuff like this and having opportunities and stuff like this and uh, sharing it with people. And like, you know, that was, that was pretty fun. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, one, that's an awesome story, but in general, but then, uh, you know, seeing that people, you know, kind of appreciate it and, uh, you know, and everything like that, I'm sure encouraged you on the filming end a lot. Cause that was really my next question, you know, kind of what has fueled, you know, fueled you to get into the filming side of it. Well, um, the thing that's really got me into filming and wanting to film stuff like that was just that, um, being a kid, I used to have one of my cousins. He was just messing with me this week. He's he's a knucklehead. He's still down in Florida. Mm -hmm. um, we used to go out and pretend like we had our own hunting and fishing so shows and stuff like that. And we would go out out and about. So we we were going squirrel hunting. You know, like you know, we're not just hunting squirrels. We're out in the middle of of, of Canada. You know, Sask like Saskatchewan chasing these big white tails in the middle of November. Like that's what we're doing. We're like. <laughs> It was never really that. That's and that's kind of how, like you know, we grew up. Like we were doing that type of stuff, and it was yeah. always one of my dreams to kind of start like filming that type of stuff so I can share with people. But most importantly, like you get to look back at those types of things and have those moments really last forever because, like, you captured it on video. So now it's like if any, you know, I could close my eyes tonight when I go to sleep and never wake up again. My kids can always go back and look at all the stuff that I put on the internet, look at my pictures, and look at my hunts and see what I was able to do. Versus just having a picture, you know, and that's mm -hmm. what really has gotten me into it and, and sharing those types of uh, adventures with other people. So that way they can see, you know, how much fun it is to get out into the great outdoors and have fun fishing, have fun hunting. And it doesn't matter, you know, how big that buck is you killed because you know what? You killed it. You're having fun. Doesn't matter if you didn't catch the biggest fish in the lake today. Guess what? You were out having fun. You were fishing. I like to showcase it. Doesn't matter what you harvest or what you catch as long as you're out there, you know in the outdoors having fun to me that like that's the most priceless thing about it 
Yeah, no doubt. That's awesome to kind of convey to people that it's fun. And, you know, that's kind of one of the things that's gotten me more into hunting is seeing videos of other people hunting, seeing what they do, seeing how they enjoy it. And uh, so that's pretty cool. Yep. But, uh, you know, speaking of, of hunting and videos and all that good stuff, uh, you know, um, obviously you had that uh, mule deer hunt this year. You know, can you kind of talk about, you know, what happened there and seemed like pretty, pretty awesome deal. Kind of one, you know, hunt giveaway and all that good stuff. So that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. I mean that honestly, like it still doesn't seem real, but like, you know, I just had my taxidermist call me again and now I got that bill. So it's like, now it's like, it's, it's definitely set in, you know, that it was actually real, but uh, yeah. Yeah, um, I've been following Brandon Adams for a long time. You know, he was with Major League Bowhunter for, you know, a good couple of years. And he decided to go out and create his own show with My World Outdoors. And mm-hmm. he would always be a guy, didn't matter what I was doing. You know, like if I posted something or had something or a question, like I could always like reach out to him and talk to him or comment on a photo. And he'd reply back or he'd comment on some of my stuff. And it was just we had that type of relationship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was at work and I saw the video of the free mule deer hunt giveaway on YouTube. And I was like, God, nah, I'm not going to answer anything like that. You know what? You never really win stuff like that. You know, like normal stuff, like you never win. Like you hear about winning stuff all the time. I remember uh, Roger Ragland used to have his TV show where he'd give away, you know, the free BB guns. Him and Jackie Bushman with Buckmasters. I was like, oh, you know. I'd love to win one of those in oh, yeah. 18 years. Never won anything from either one of those two. So, you know, I, I, if I see them, I'll have to talk with them about it. Because, you know, I, I really wanted some of those days of BB girls they were giving out when I was a kid. For sure. <laughs> but uh, I entered, and I'm at, co- uh, you know, I'm at work. I'm going through, like, a court hearing, and my phone's just buzzing, 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 buzzing. I'm like, what's going on with my phone? So then, you know, we had a, you know, quick recess you know, between that and another, you know, court hearing. And I check my phone and Brandon's like, dude, you won. You were randomly selected out of, there was like 600 people that that entered, almost 700, I believe. And I was thinking to myself, there's no way I won this. Like, I'm like looking at the messages from like Brandon saying, dude, you won. Like, you know, would you be able to accept this hunt if we were to give it to you? Otherwise, I'm going to have to draw another number. I'm like, uh, yeah, I'd be able to accept this kind of hunt. He was like, are you sure? I'm like, yes, I'm sure. Like, I'll leave tomorrow <laughs> if I got some kind of thing, you know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so then, you know, he got me the prize package. We announced everything. And I got my Bog Blood Moon Trail cameras, which I love, by the way. I got a brand new Hoyt bow, nice. Axios. Nice. Um, I got a bunch of stuff from his company with My World Outdoors. I've got yeah, some right. twisted oak mineral stuff. I got a cobra archery, you know, wilderness release, which I got from them, which I've been loving so far. And I'm Very pretty cool. sure I'm probably going to miss some other stuff too, but I got a big site from uh, a site, HHA Tetra site from, from them. Well, I cool. got a site from HHA. I also got some of their dual stabilizers. So I ended up getting a bunch, a bunch of stuff, you know, for that hunt. And um, awesome. then I had the, you know, which I already do, but 
was putting in the work all you know all summer and looking forward to it, counting down the days and making sure I got everything. And Under Armour Hunt had reached out to me just prior to July happening, and they wanted me to you know to kind of partner up with them and wear some of their gear. So that was like an added bonus. So it's like, oh yeah. Then we get down to the trip, and it's a 16-hour drive. I made the drive all the way there. And uh, the first person I met was JC, which he's a character. And, like, you like you can't really tell about his how much of a character he is on camera. But it does mm-hmm. not do him justice until you meet him in person. And uh, I, I hope everybody would have the opportunity to meet him in person because he, he is for sure a character. I and I met, I met him. I drove 16 hours all the way through. I didn't even sleep. And the minute I got there with JC, like he wanted to keep sleeping, so he slept for a little bit and he woke back up. And then that's when he took me out to the spot to go scout. And little did I know, that first morning of scouting, we actually saw and videotaped the buck that I I had harvested. Mm-hmm. So then later that day, we got out of the hotel. We went to the to the Airbnb. Brandon had showed up, and then uh, Tyler had showed up, and then. JC went and got access, and everybody was already there at camp. Then we went out scouting again that evening, scouted again the next day, scouted again the next day, and then the day before the season starts, we go out and we got some of the stands and stuff ready, bought our licenses, and then we met, you know, and we're going to check back in this part at a later time, but we met one of the guys who lives on that property that we hunt, Mm-hmm. Um, a tenant named Dave. He like he he rents like maybe half an acre. That's up by the highway, right? Which the, which the mule deer love traveling through because he has a couple of apple trees in there that they love to come by. They love to hammer those apples earlier in the season, right? So we'll we'll circle back to that. But we met him. He gave us his phone number told us if we shot anything to give him a call, yada, yada, yada. He was really nice, you know, mm-hmm. or at least that's what we thought. <laughs> so I go in for the first morning, saw a couple of does, saw two young mule deer, went back home, shot the bow, came back out that evening, me and JC had put the point to figure out who would go into what they call the kill spot. The kill spot is where they've harvested mule deer at almost every year. Right. So, get in there, I get everything all set up, and a great mule deer, it shows up when he was young, and, a, and he had a couple others that were with him because they were still bachelored up. So, right. he ended up walking up to uh, 31, 32 yards, and ended up like get just pegging me and Brandon inside of the kill spot. He turns around and starts walking back and he trotted away and then he stops at 57 yards. I draw back. I shoot. He ducks. And I hit him right in the middle of no man's land and and very forward. Mm. And full penetration, it goes through. He takes off. And in the moment, I'm thinking, you know, I smoked him. You know, I'm thinking we smoked him. And Brandon's like, like DJ, no, like you hit him pretty high. Yeah. I'm like I'm like what? He's like, "Yeah, you hit him pretty high." So, then we review the footage. We get out, we look for him, there's no blood anywhere. 
grab the arrow. We search all the hills, we're looking at all the neighboring fields, and it's like he checked out the county. So he left it. But JC and them were over in another area filming us down below. And they were able to like have video of the buck walking around like like he was fine. He just he was just had a little bit of blood up top. Right. So then I was just frustrated with myself because it was the first time I had released an arrow at a deer since 2016. Mm. And I wounded him, didn't recover him. Yeah. And the rules were and are at that place that if you draw blood, that like that's it. Right. We looked at the shot and we saw that my arrow was flying kind of funky. Mm -hmm. So Kyle and Brandon, you know, had decided to give me another shot. Because Brandon knows I'm a better shot than that. And we even had a shoot off that day at 57 yards. And I beat Brandon shooting at 57 yards. So, like, he knows I know how to shoot. Right. I wasn't nervous. I, I just, I still to this day, I don't know what happened or what I did. I don't know if it was because of how I was sitting and the angle and that distance was why, you know, I hit him where I hit him. But right. that's all we talked about. And that's all we discussed that night when we got back to the house. But I was, I was just disgusted because it was just one of those things where I haven't, I've never wounded a deer before archery hunting. Mm-hmm. And then for it to be that type of moment where I want to hunt, I'm out an outfitter, and then you know, I wounded I wounded an animal, who's it's his job to stay alive, and when it's time for me to actually shoot, I'm supposed to place that arrow, that arrow in a place where it's gonna kill him, and I didn't do that, and I failed, and it wasn't my equipment. Like I, I feel like I failed myself, and I failed my equipment. So then the next day, Brandon's like, all right, you're going to have to forget about that crap that happened yesterday, dude. Like, I know you can shoot better than that. You know you can shoot better than that. You're getting one more shot. Like, you got to make it count. So, but you're going with me elk hunting in the morning. I'm glad I did because we snuck in there. And right mm-hmm. at daybreak, we had some giant elk that were less than about 70, 80 yards from us. But it was just, it was too dark. And then finally, they moved down to the valley where we could see them and I don't know if you were able to see this video, but that was the video that I posted on Instagram was them those bulls finally making their way down yep. and going up the valley. Yep. So we get up to the gate. I asked Brandon, like, hey, can we go up to the field and kind of see, see what's going on? And at this point, it's like 9 a.m. He's like, yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah, let's go. So right. we're driving down the road. We get to the we get to the to the property, and there's a bunch of these big cottonwood trees, and these little brush piles that they're like that are piled up. Right. In one brush pile, you could see there was just nothing but freaking antlers like sticking up three four feet above the brush pile. And it's like, dude, there's a shooter <laughs> there. And Brandon's like, where? And he almost like spurs off the road. Spurs <laughs> off the road. <laughs> <laughs> because we're all like looking. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, dude, like, that's the big three by four. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah. He, 
So then we turn around and I told him, quick, spin the block. Let's spin the block real quick, Brandon. He's like, all right, all right, all right, all right. He's like, Tyler, you got your camera rolling? Tyler's in the back seat with us too. Tyler right. breaks out the camera and he starts recording. And Brandon's like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I want to get on it. And he's like, well, we're going we're gonna to give JC an opportunity in this buck first because, you know, you had one yesterday. I'm like, yeah, 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 I agree. But like I told Brandon, too, I'm like, well, JC had had his eyes and his sights set on another buck that was called the road buck, mm-hmm. which I'll, we'll talk about him in a second, too. So we get back up to the house. We tell JC that, you know, the big three by four was in a spot bedded by the highway in between some cottonwood trees. And he's like, and what are you guys coming back here talking to me for? He's like, you get dressed so we can go stick an airline. I'm like, okay, well, you don't got to tell me twice. So I went back, got dressed, and went back out to the driveway, shot a couple rounds just because I wanted to make sure that nothing was nothing was wrong with my equipment after the shot I made yesterday. Right. So then um, everything was good. We get pulled off to our spot where we scout to make sure the buck was in the same spot. He still was. We had Axel and JC in one truck to get one camera view. We came up with the plan on Onyx Hunt where we want to stop, park the truck, get everything off, and get in there. All that good stuff that goes into it. And we kept Tyler in our truck, and which is actually pretty funny. He was on the side of the road in Brandon's truck with the flashers on, mm-hmm. and a state trooper had rolled up behind him, and it was like, what are you doing? And he's like, well, I'm filming my friends go shoot a mule deer. He goes, you're doing what? He's like, I'm filming my two friends go shoot a mule deer. He's like, where? I don't see anybody. And then he got to the point over to where we were at, so he could see. Go, oh, okay, well, yeah, uh, carry on then, I guess. <laughs> so, me, so me and Brandon get over the fence. I broke out the good old Bushnell Prime, and picked out a good tree for both of us, you know, to get to. It was two hundred and twenty-four yards. Mm-hmm. We had to crawl 224 yards over cactus and rocks and all of this almost like barren desert type, you know, Colorado stuff. Like my knees were getting cut up. I'm I'm like, I'm crawling on top of cactus and stuff like that. I'm putting my release down in the dirt. Like my shoulder is like, it's, it's burning out because I'm literally, I don't know if you've ever played football before, but like, have you ever like had to do a crab crawl? Mm-hmm. So I'm reaching my shoulders out like that, like with my my Venom 33 the entire time, and I did this over 200 yards. <laughs> so then I'm like, screw it! Like I threw my bow on my back, and I grabbed my quiver, and kept going. And Brandon's like, "You good?" I'm like, "Yeah." And I don't think any of that would have happened, like you know, without Brandon, because yeah. his experience came in to be pretty clutch. Right. So once we once we got under 100 yards. We only were going to move whenever cars were coming by mm-hmm. because it was so dry and so barren out there that, like, if that buck would have stepped out, he could have easily hit, hit saw us. So we decided to use our environment and use the cars and the highway to our advantage. So we did that. We get all the way to the tree. It's like boom. Nope. Brandon ranges him at forty-four yards. So. Brandon's to the right of the cottonwood tree. I'm to the left of the cottonwood tree. 
I told Brandon, if he steps out anywhere to the left, I'm going to take a shot. But it'd be better if he could step out to the right so I could take a shot so that way we'd be able to get it on, on film and it's a bigger and it's a better opening. Mm-hmm. And after I got done telling him that, I look over and like staring at our direction. Right. Like he's no longer betting, he's up. Like he's staring at us. <laughs> but the brush was so high, it was literally it was it was so perfect. The brush was covering his eyesight, so he couldn't see us. But he's like staring directly at us. And at this point, like my heart is almost like pounding out of my chest. Mm-hmm. But then he decided to turn and he turned and was walking, so I stood up and drew, but he's walking away. And then Brandon goes, he does one of those, and then the buck stops. And he looks back towards the highway. And then Brandon done one of these, and he goes, like, he done one of those, and the buck turns his head, and he looks at me. And I'm like, oh, he's gonna bolt. He's gonna bolt. (laughs) And then he takes a, a full step, a, a full turn broadside. All right. And I was like, here's your chance. So I just draw back. And you hear that falcon or whatever it was crow in the background of that video. And it was just like, we laughed about that for a long, for a long time. Because <laughs> you just hear me draw back and you hear like that whole, that falcon or that eagle or whatever it was like in the background, just like sound off. And it was just cool. Yeah. And... I hit my range. I didn't I didn't get to range the buck. I guessed him to be about 55, 56 yards. He was actually at 60, but I had bumped my range finder up to 54 yards. Right. So from Brandon's angle, everything is clear. From my angle, there's brush that's covering his vitals, so the only place I could put that arrow at to kill him was going to be a little bit back. And I had to put it on his liver. And in that video, you can see the brush. My, I shoot. My arrow gets up and it gets over the brush. And then at that point, I lose sight of the arrow. But I hear it make a sound. And I instantly go, I missed. Because I thought I put it in the dirt. Right. Brandon's like, really? I'm like, yeah, I think I missed. And he's like, uh, dude. I think you're smoking. I'm like, what? He goes, I think you're smoking. Like, you send a punch. Like, you got it. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, there's no way. Because from my angle, all I could see was my arrow get up and over that brush, and I can't see anything after that. I couldn't see anything after that. So then we look at the footage, and sure enough, I put it up and over the brush, and it center punched him in the liver. He runs about 70 yards towards Dave's property, and he bedded up. Mm-hmm. So JC and Axel are going crazy in their truck because they just see the buck taking off, and they're like, we think he shot us. He had to have shot us. And they're, they're going back and forth, and that was pretty funny, too. <laughs> you can hear that on the audio from them, too, because they're going back and forth. He smoked us. He shot us. He got us. He got us. He shot us. Right. He got us. <laughs> and... They get on back. They get back onto our property, and they get eyes on the buck. And we're watching this buck gets better. So at this point, like we knew it was a, it was a good shot. It was a liver shot. 
I mean, yeah, we would have wanted, you know, the lungs or a heart, but in that situation, the best shot I had available was a liver shot. Gotcha. And we got it. So we get over to our property, and the only reason I know the exact yardage from this is because I ranged that buck like 15, 16, 17 times. I, sw- I swear it to you. <laughs> we get back to our property. We're 494 yards away. Brandon called the renter, Dave, to tell him that we just shot a buck and we're thinking about maybe going and getting another arrow in him. He's not on your property, but he's about 60, 70 yards from your property line. Right. And this guy comes unhinged. He is calling us every name in the book, and Brandon is like, wow. We're all like, we're all like in like, is this guy like bipolar or something? Because like just yesterday, you know, like he he literally told us to do this and now he's acting like this. So I'm from Florida. <laughs> Jason right. is from Mississippi. Tyler's from Tennessee. Axel is from uh Pennsylvania, I think, and then Brandon's from Oklahoma. Right. So we're watching my buck. Not even three minutes after we got off of the phone with this guy, he walked outside because my buck had two younger bucks that were with him. He intentionally bumped my buck and those two younger bucks. Huh. So the two younger bucks come shooting past us at 500 yards away. He bumped my buck closer and even deeper on our property. So at this point, he's trespassing. Right. We watched my buck bed again. He got bedded up in some brush. And that same brush that I took a lot of those pictures in with all the green stuff around me, with all those pictures that were that were beautiful that I loved, which are my favorite photos, he got in there. And this Dave guy is sending Brandon, like, you know, these, these text messages. He's cursing at him. And this is all on text message and stuff, too. Yeah. So he walks down and he finds my arrow. Like, he's went that far onto our property that he's found my arrow where I shot him at. He's like, oh, there's no blood on this arrow, blah, 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 which it was completely drenched, by the way. (laughs) There's no blood on this arrow, and you guys know what you're talking about, and I'm so sick of you guys. And he walks past my buck the first time comes back by him again comes back by him again so he walked past our buck maybe five or six times so at this point the landowner and the outfitter you know Kyle wanted us to contact the DNR so we called the DNR the DNR didn't have anybody in our zone that was working today so we had to wait for another officer to come from a different from a different from a different district so while we're doing this, this guy is pacing back and forth trying to find my buck. And he's walked past him five or six times, didn't see him. So now it's almost 11 p.m., 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. I shot my buck at 10.07 from what, from what we were able to review on footage. We didn't right. get our hands on him until 12.24. Wow. So, so now we have my buck in 75, 76 you know, degree temps. And the humidity had it feel like it was 86, 87. Right. And we got this guy. So everybody is getting frustrated because we're like, he's on our property. We do not have to wait for the DNR to get here to go retrieve our buck. Like, we don't have to. We see him. We watch him tip over. We know where he's at. 
Right. Like let's like let's go get him. And the brand is like you know he's big the professional that he is and he's got the cool the cool head and everything like that. So he's like no nah, let's just let's just wait so that way we can kind of nip this in the bud because we're you know like so that way he doesn't get to continue doing stuff like this to us. Right. So in between the buck and us was what we call the road buck. This road buck was was every bit of a hundred and ninety inch plus velvet mule deer. He's in between us while all this is happening. Betty. Mm-hmm. So he's in a very killable spot. Like I'm telling JC, like, dude, we know my buck is gonna die. Like you and Axel need to go up to the house, grab your bow, grab your gear, and go shoot that buck and be done with it. He's like, nah, DJ, we're gonna we're gonna make sure we get your buck first. And and it just speaks on JC and his character too. You know, he's a he's a great guy. Right, for it's sure. Like, nah, it's like it's like I can hunt later. Right now I'm gonna focus on your buck. So then finally the DNR officer shows up and he makes contact with Dave and then we drive up there and he makes contact with us. Mm-hmm. So everybody knows how much, you know, I have a, a deep and a huge respect for law enforcement, you know, going into the law enforcement field and stuff like that. Right. So the officer shows up to us, introduces himself and stuff like that. And, uh, he was asking us, where's the buck? And was like, is the buck on his property? I'm like, no, sir, he's not. And we tell him where the buck's at. And he's like, okay, well, I'm only going to bring one of you guys to go retrieve the buck. Right. And Brand- and then Brandon looked at me, and I said, no disrespect, sir, but that's not that's just not going to happen. I say, for one, he's on our property. Two, this guy has probably given me and all of us the worst case of hunter harassment that we've all we've all ever endured. And there's so much that we got going on and riding on this. This is what this this guy right here does for a living. Everybody else is here. It's is like it's this is what we do. Like this was a free hunt. We did a lot of scouting, a lot of time, there's a lot of effort put into having something like this happen. And I refuse to sit here and let some guy who just violated, you know, trespassing laws, committed hunter harassment, mm. verbally disrespected all of us to take away any more than what he's taken away from this moment. I refuse. Mm-hmm. And then he looked at me and he kind of, he bit his lip and he's like, okay, well, I'll take three of you guys. I'm like, we don't need your permission to go retrieve a deer that's on our property. Mm. Like, like I'm, I was, and, I, and I told him, like, and I'm saying that respectfully, we don't need your permission for that. So then he's like, okay, you know what? Everybody go. Come on, let's go. He's like, all I ask is you do not film me in this and you do not film him or the house. Just get in there, grab the deer, get him tagged, and get him out. And then we went up and then we did that. We got him and we got our hands on him. And he helped right. us out with tagging, helped us out with like getting registered and doing everything else like that. And we got him in the back of the truck and did a good grip and, grip and grin session and, you know, hero talk. And he was a pain to us for the rest of the trip every time we went by that area. Yeah. So and then th- that was that was that hunt and that was everything that happened on that that made it so so magical. You know, I was able to get a chance to redemption. You know, I messed up the following yeah. day on a shot at fifty seven yards, and then I was able to come back and make another an even further shot on a bigger animal. Right. It's sixty yards and uh, hit hit him right where I wanted to hit him, and had a little bit of controversy in recovering him, but. Um, we got our hands on him. We got some great content, and um, it was just the the trip of a lifetime, you know. And yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, that's quite a story. I mean, that that's absolutely awesome. It's a, it's a shame that there was, you know, kind of any kind of damper put on it from that other guy. But, you know, that's overall, you know, you're going to remember the the good, I'm sure. That's that's awesome that you're able to get it done. And like you said, with a second chance. Yeah, I mean, because uh, Kyle, Kyle and Brandon didn't have to, you know, like let me go out and shoot anything else. They could have told me, well, you're done hunting. Right. And I still think I would have had just as much fun being out there and being helpful because even after I shot my deer, which was on day two, I, I still stayed the rest of the week, you know, to kind of tag along elk hunting and right. help out in that way and helping out with cameras and stuff like that, too, and doing different other stuff around, you know, the camp and the B&B. But, you know, those guys, you know, really gave me a great opportunity and I was happy that, you know, they, they were able to put on something like that with, you know, what they do. And now they're giving away another hunt this year to come hunt the rut in uh in oklahoma yeah that's awesome yep yeah you have to get uh, signed up for that one <laughs> well i don't know i told them that we need to write in some kind of contingency plan that if the the new person doesn't show up for a hunt the previous hunt winner gets first dip hey there you go i like it i like the way you think <laughs> no that's yeah, cool i'm glad you're able to share that whole story and everything that that was yeah. awesome i enjoyed hearing it so that's that's pretty cool i'm sure everyone else will listen and enjoy it too um yeah i'm about out of time man do you have anything else any parting thoughts any uh anything else you want to get into just for a minute before we uh shut her down no man i just want to hope that everybody has a safe hunting and fishing season and everybody gets to go out and have fun and enjoy the great outdoors and you know like you know don't want these other guys or girls or whoever they are you know or haters in general as well i like to call them make you feel bad for something you catch or something that you kill you know um, we got a lot of we got a lot of things to fight as hunters the last last things and people we should be fighting should be each other we got to fight for these politicians who are trying to take away our hunting rights rights. our rights to do what's you know what's kept us all alive for for centuries which you know hunt and gather fish and gather you know so if you got to go hunting or fishing go hunting or fishing and uh invite somebody hunting or fishing yeah yeah, I couldn't agree more, man. I appreciate the uh, the positive message there, and uh, you know, hope you have good luck. And we've already got to uh, uh, look like get a couple does, so hopefully you can uh, connect with a buck at home too. Yeah, I'm hoping so. I am hoping so. Me too. That's awesome, DJ. Thanks for taking some time today, man. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Hit me up anytime, man. Hey y'all, Amos here. Thanks again for tuning in today. I really appreciate you listening to the Wannabe Hunting Podcast. Hope you guys have a great day and uh, good luck this season. And hope you guys uh, just take care out there and enjoy everything that's uh, going on uh, with hunting season. Um, Really appreciate you following along. Really appreciate you listening. Uh, If you enjoy, uh, definitely take a moment, leave us a rating and review on iTunes, especially that helps. And, uh, share the podcast with your friends. Thanks so much. Hope you guys have a good one.